401ks are excellent investment choices outside of your typical stock brokerage. Each account offers a similar goal to a stock account. It lets your money appreciate. But 401ks tend to do it a little bit differently than stock accounts. Well, actually, they do it very differently than stock accounts. The differentiation point is mainly tax treatment of your money from a 401k to a stock account. Your regular stock account, you deposit the money in, you buy stocks, and you let it grow, right? In this episode, we'll cover some of the flavors of the 401k and explain these so you'll be feasting in no time. We are not licensed professionals, but we aim to provide you the information that you need in order to make your investment decisions by yourself. Snack on this and order a 401ks, please. 401ks are a very daunting name for something relatively simple. It sounds like you're ordering something crazy or it sounds like a, some sort of complicated computer algorithm. We're going to cover the basics of what a 401k is, and we'll take some time later in the episode to really show you how different flavors of the 401k function. To start with, many of you have probably heard of a 401k plan. A 401k, in the simplest form, is an account offered by companies aiding to help you save for your retirement. A 401k, again, in the very simplest aspect of the plan, gives you the option to save a certain percentage of your pre-tax paycheck into an investment account. For example, if you make $2,500 as your gross pay, this is your pay before Uncle Sam decides to take his cut, and you elect 5% of that to go to your 401k, your 401k account, as a result, will receive $125 of that $2,500. The benefit here is that you save taxes on $125 almost immediately because remember, a 401k in the most traditional aspect of it is pre-tax. So it comes out of your gross amount and then your paycheck decides to go through Uncle Sam's washing machine to get taxed. So the money out of that $2,500 that you get taxed on is $2,375, which saves you a little bit of money when you add up your paychecks over the course of the year. You save on paying Uncle Sam money in return for saving for your future later on. That investment account or your 401k now has $125 in it, right? In turn, that account based on sort of the specifics of how you allocate it will automatically put that money into those specific allocations within your portfolio. Whoa, 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 too many finance words. Let's break it down. Allocation is the portion of your money in your account that you've chosen to invest in a particular stock or ETF. For example, if I have $1,000 in my portfolio and I decide to put $100 of that $1,000 towards Apple, my allocation towards Apple is 10% of my overall portfolio account. And a portfolio, just a fancy way of saying account. In essence, $125 will then be allocated towards the breakdown that you've chosen in your 401k portfolio when it comes out of your paycheck. Now, before you go ahead and put all of your paycheck into your portfolio to save on taxes, there is a limit to how much you can contribute to your 401k. That limit for 2020 is 19,500 and does tend to creep up as the years go on to account for inflation and things like that. 
We'll be explaining those in a later episode. We want to focus on 401ks and the different flavors for this one. One thing you need to absolutely remember, 401ks are great savings vehicles, but your money tends to be locked up until you're 59 and a half years old. This is an account that kind of forces you to invest and save for your future. I use the term locked a little bit earlier. The money is there if you absolutely need it. Again, it's your money that you can do anything you want with. But when you withdraw it before sort of that 59 and a half years, you get hit with some penalties. Because this money is pre-tax and the way these accounts work is for long-term investing, you get hit with penalties. And those withdrawal penalties are typically 10% of whatever you withdraw and then your regular tax rate for your income. So it's not really worth it to take that money out unless you absolutely really, really need it. There are, however, certain few exceptions that won't be penalized. And again, we are not tax advisors. We would urge you to look into those if you absolutely need the money, but we would urge you first and foremost to just leave it in there as a form of long-term investing. Now, you can also take loans against this money in your 401k. And how that typically works is that you'd be paying interest, but you'd be paying it to yourself. The downside is you'd be missing out on all of the gains that your money can make during the period that you've taken out the loan from your 401k. There are two basic types of 401k plans, a traditional plan and a Roth 401k. Most companies typically offer the traditional option, but there's an increasing number of companies that are now offering you the option to do a Roth 401k. The traditional is what we described earlier. It's taxes taken out before Uncle Sam can get to your paycheck. So that way you pay less taxes at this current point in time. But the caveat there is when you go to take out that money at 59 and a half, you'll be paying taxes on that amount at whatever your tax bracket is later on in life. So the assumption there is that your tax bracket when you go to retire is going to be less than what it is now because these are supposed to be your prime earning years. But if you feel that you know, you'll continue to grow money, continue to get more higher paychecks, continue to make tons of money, then the Roth option might be actually be better for you at this point in time. So a Roth functions almost exactly as a traditional one functions. There are two differences, however. It might be a little teensy, actually not very teensy differences. The first difference feeds into the next one. The first difference is, is that all of your Roth contributions are made after tax. So let's say you take that $2,500 that we mentioned earlier, go through the tax cycle, get it taken out. The amount that you're left over with is where your Roth contribution would be taken out of. The percentage of your income that you've dedicated to go to that Roth option is still based on your pre-tax amount, but you get hit with it after the taxes have been taken out. This feeds into the next difference. When you go to take your distributions at 59 and a half, however, you pay no taxes on your gains because you've already paid that tax earlier. Every single penny that you've gained on the account, it's yours without paying a cent more when you go to take it out. 
The idea here is that you've already paid taxes on the income, so why double tax you when you go to take it out? Most people prefer the immediate tax benefit using the traditional 401ks, but the Roth 401k has a very particular sort of interest to it. The Roth approach is sort of recommended for younger folks. That's because you have way more time for that money to grow. And the idea for younger folks is that, hey, although you might be earning money during your prime years and your tax rate might be higher, when you go to take out that money, because of the amounts it's appreciated due to the compounding effect that we mentioned in our last episode, it might be a better option for you to just pay your taxes now defer to the Roth 401k, defer here means contribute, and then take that money out tax-free when you go to retire. You reap the benefits of long-term investing without paying anything else for your money for all of those gains. So those are the two options, traditional and Roth. Now, there are great reasons to contribute to a 401k plans. It's actually a fantastic way to save for investing. One of the biggest reasons you should contribute to your employer 401k plan is because most companies typically offer a 401k match to whatever you put in. Most companies usually have around a three to 5% match. That means if you put in 3% to 5% of your salary, your company will match that three to 5% so you'll earn free money because you're saving for your retirement. Nothing gets better than that. You should definitely take the time to look into your company match and see if it's worth it for you. But typically, from our experience, it is. You should always try to put enough money towards your 401k to get that match, if you absolutely can. Again, this is designed more to help you save for your future. If you absolutely need that money, you can push it off for a little bit, but we would highly, highly recommend that you take advantage of it because it's literally free money in your pocket, especially if your company is investing in you and providing you that match option. But you get the gist of it. A great rule of thumb to follow is what we mentioned before. Contribute to the max that your company is matching, if not any more than that. At least you're earning money, you're investing it, and you're employer is providing you a match on top of that so it's putting money in your pocket for you saving money for the future but a great rule of thumb to follow if you can do it is to try to contribute to the yearly maximum of that nineteen thousand five hundred dollars now it may seem like a huge amount but spread over 26 pay periods if you get paid twice a month it really becomes more feasible and starts to add up over the long term. This is a great way to get on the path to investing and makes it seamless because it goes through your paycheck. It doesn't hit your account and you have to do absolutely nothing for it besides elect that you want to contribute to your 401k. This sort of alleviates the barrier to entry because you're not going in telling your bank account to put in a certain amount and then invest it. It's literally happening behind the scenes before you even get your paycheck in your account. So in summary, traditional 401ks are pre-tax contributions to your account. You save on taxes immediately, but you pay taxes when you go to take the money out of your account at 59 and a half years or later when you go to retire. Roth IRAs, you pay the taxes now 
the contribution goes in after you've done that. And then the money grows tax-free when you decide to take it out at 59 and a half years old or later. Roth contributions are great for those long-term investments because, again, the tax aspect of it works out better for you if you're in the younger bracket rather than getting taxed now and then possibly paying a higher tax when you go to take money out because you are in a higher tax bracket. All of this ultimately depends on what you want and what you want to do with your money. If you want the immediate tax benefits, then go for the traditional. If you want to save on taxes later on in life and enjoy your money, then defer it in the Roth account. The choice is yours, but we would highly recommend utilizing a 401k account so that you can experience and sort of gain from it instead of missing out for later years in your life. Contribute at least to your company max if that's possible, but we would urge you to contribute to the yearly maximum if you can swing that. This is ideal because if there's even no other investing that you're doing, at least you're contributing to your 401k. It's an accelerated way to save, so why wouldn't you do it? Take a look at your 401k contributions, look at what your company match is offering you, and decide for yourself if the traditional one works or if the Roth one works. Choice is yours. Till the next episode, check out your 401ks, up your contributions if you can, and keep investing.